Welcome to the Amazon Legends Podcast, where we have real stories about making it big on Amazon. Our guests are CEOs of large companies and entrepreneurs who became powerful sellers, also experts specializing in helping sellers, and both former and current Amazon employees who will give us an insight from behind the scenes. Here's your host, Nick Urison. Welcome to another episode of Amazon Legends. Uh, my next guest today spent years working for PricewaterhouseCoopers Consulting, which led him to an Amazon aggregator where he learned to build brands and run an Amazon business. And now he's become a seller himself. So this is the perfect transition of how a crafty person travels through life. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is uh, this is a great story. So we're going to learn a lot from him because he's a new seller and he's going to share his experience with us. But he's a new seller with his own seller account, but he's been around. This guy knows exactly how to run a business, how to build a business and how to grow a brand. So uh, when he's not working, he likes to make music. So with that, everybody meet my guest, Mike White. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hi, Nick. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it was an amazing introduction. And I feel like I feel like this is going to be such a beneficial show uh, for me and hopefully for everyone listening to kind of to see what my journey has been like. And also, you know, just like you said, selling things on Amazon as a new seller. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I love the most is talking to new sellers because that's where I feel I make the most impact. And uh, so whenever I work with clients or anybody, usually I like those who are struggling big time and don't have enough money to, to bring in help. And we, but as entrepreneurs, we figure out ways. And, and that's where I feel that I make the most impact. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to it too. So uh, now you, you've been around, so you've, you've, you've seen this in scale. You've seen this in scale from consulting standpoint, building a yeah. business. You've seen it in scale uh, as an aggregator. So uh, you've learned a lot, a lot. So tell me something you're doing really well right now, building your own account. Wow. Yeah, like you said, kind of seen it all from the consulting standpoint. I went to Northwestern University, just a little background, graduated there, I studied econ, and then went into strategy consulting for PricewaterhouseCoopers for two years. So kind of there, you really see what these large corporations are doing and have the strategy behind that. And that was amazing. I learned so much and got a lot of valuable skills. And then to the Amazon aggregator was working with an Amazon brand that's at scale doing millions of dollars in sales each year. And you're kind of the, the only person on the keyboard really each day. So you really learn a lot about how to sell on Amazon and Amazon's platform. And then, yeah, now I've, I had a brand I started in college and it's, you know, it's taken me a long time to, to fundraise for it, to design it. It's a, it's a sports watch. I'm wearing it now called Wallace white and it's on Amazon. And we started selling about a month ago. In terms of what we're doing really well, I think from a like a social media and a content standpoint, we are absolutely crushing it. Uh, we've had an amazing, we had an amazing Christmas for us on selling on Amazon, people buying you know six watches at once in one order, and that was happening multiple times. And what's great is I think we've built such a fun brand and something that people connect with and 
you kind of touched on I do I do music that's probably what I'm most known for so I've been kind of able to leverage that and leverage that platform to to get people to to become aware of our watch company without I say ours I'm the co-founder started with at Northwestern become aware of the watch company without spending any money from our standpoint and getting a lot of sales so in terms of just like building our community I think we're doing a great job so what I'm hearing is and 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 I heard you say you launched about a month ago we're recording this in January beginning mm -hmm. of January uh, 2023 a month ago means December yeah well I guess two months ago November we it was at the end November. of November because okay. we got to have all the holiday you know Thanksgiving so and Christmas benefited from the shopping season definitely yes so I want to know everything you've done because people have, you know, they, they launch new listings all the time, but timing is important. But what mm -hmm. you've done are the steps you've taken. So um, as far as what you're doing well, you mentioned driving organic traffic through social media. Tell yeah. us how how did you do that? Did, did it, how much? Tell us all the steps you've taken to build that awareness and drive it to your Amazon listings. It's it's tricky and it's not. I don't know how. If if other people can replicate it, I'd please be my guest. It, it's difficult. I think when I was kind of just like when I first started the watch brand, maybe like three years ago when it finally launched, uh, I was still you know I was working other jobs and everything else with it, as most entrepreneurs are. Yeah. So I think what I was finding was that just through like a Shopify site, which is how we were originally selling. My thesis going into the business was that we could run Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and have like kind of just do direct to consumer way, like Rothy's had done it, um, MoveNet Watches, Allbirds, a lot of these brands that were just built in the last 10 years and had sustainability as sort of part of their, their core value. And what I found was just the, the cost of ads just kept getting higher and higher um, to where it wasn't really, it didn't, wasn't scalable with like the, just the limited resources my co-founder and I had at that point to, to build along just Facebook, Instagram ads and having our own website. And it was, so then what I really found was when I was working at that Amazon aggregator, I was, I was blown away. I, I, it was like getting like a free MBA that I was getting paid to do. And I was working with some of the best minds in the country, like everyone there went to Stanford or one of these Ivy League schools or something, you know, and you're learning a lot. And also I just kind of being responsible for that brand's P&L and it was doing, like I said, millions of dollars. You are learning so much. And also I got to see sort of the breakdown of the revenue. It was all Amazon. Everything was Amazon. And then when you started to like, go to the the meetings for the this this aggregator and what they would say was like you know how much of the economy now is amazon whether it would be just how first off how much the digital economy is growing relative to just you know the world's economy it's outpacing it and look at things like the pandemic or whatever it's probably accelerated the growth of the digital economy and then within that digital economy it's like just dominated by amazon so it's like 40 percent of the market in the digital economy or maybe more so once I kind of got my head around that, I saw that this brand that I was managing was doing like 99% of its revenue on Amazon. I felt 
really more motivated than ever to get my brand on Amazon. And then once I did, I, I kind of am now starting to see the benefits of that. You know, there's an intent to buy when somebody goes on Amazon. And if you can kind of get, from my viewpoint now, if you can get these first few organic sales and just kind of get, you know, five-star reviews, which we've gotten a five-star review, two of them. So if you can get those five-star reviews, um, you can just, I think, have a lot of growth on the platform once you start to then get into Amazon's own algorithm of people searching, you know, digital sports watch, and you're one of the top results without having to spend Mm-hmm. on advertising or maybe in conjunction with it mm-hmm. so but this creating that following is a big deal how did oh you- yeah yeah i kind of skipped over glossed over that so i started making tiktoks about a year and a half ago maybe two years ago around the watches i just saw it as like i had no money at the time so i didn't know like how to, to advertise. I had, a, I had 3000 watches, no way to market it. And I didn't want to go back to my investors and say, Hey, can you give me more money to run a marketing campaign? They're probably sitting there, like go sell the watches that, in the, with the money we've given you. So that was the standpoint. And I started just making TikToks because I knew that was where like all the traffic on the internet was going. Like that's where every, that's all I was hearing. So I started making those and they were at first just all around the watches. And I think what I learned was I, I just saw a lot of uh, successful kind of entrepreneurs be able to like build a platform and then and then be able to market the product to the to their audience. And just me filming the watch itself wasn't very compelling content. So I started making it more about myself, my lifestyle, my music. And that was when it started to really grow. And pick up in a way that I didn't, I guess I couldn't really, I could have only have hoped for about a year ago when I started making the TikToks. And then, so it just became like, hey, everyone who's following me, I am, you know, this watch company that I've been working on, it's now on Amazon. Uh, it's a perfect holiday gift. Please go buy it. Please go give us reviews, that sort of thing. And then so many people, I was shocked. Like, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the videos went viral and people went over to Amazon and bought the watch and been like, posting about it and saying like, oh, this was such a great holiday Christmas gift. And um, that's kind of where I'm at now with it. And that's a lot of other things. I've started to run ads on Amazon. I'm testing those and just stuff that I know from my aggregator days about how to make the listing better. So my question to you is, uh, have you registered your brand as a trademark? Yeah. So this is the thing that's impeding my progress the most right now is uh, the conversion candidly on Amazon is low for us. Uh, People buy the watch because they're familiar with me doing music, familiar with my TikTok, they go there, they buy it, they love it. But like, if you were to go to the listing now, like all the photos are like pictures I took off my phone. Like they're not the ones that they- Oh my God. Exactly. They're not the ones, they're not what they need to be, but like that, those photos would cost, you know, a lot of money too. And I've got like apps where I can like edit out the the background to make it look almost like a professional photo. Either way, the conversion when I do run ads, because I I can, you know, key on the keywords that I want to do. And I'd love to talk to you too about like exact broad and phrase keywords and how I should think about those and what the right bid price is and cost per click and all that. Um, But definitely what I've, what the biggest thing is becoming brand registered on Amazon, which you mentioned. 
because then you get access to A-plus content. And for those that are listening and are wondering what does A-plus content mean, that's like when you scroll down a listing and you kind of like, it really feels like a unique brand. They have all these images, all these different links that you can click. And um, it really takes the brand to the next level. And the stat that Amazon provides is that the conversion is 93 times higher when you have Absolutely. Uh, when you have A plus content. And you can only have that by having your brand registered. Well, to get your brand registered for us, we, we need a trademark. And right. to do that, they have an IP accelerator with Amazon, which is great that they let you kind of, because otherwise a trademark, just the US government would take, you know, six months to a year. Uh-huh. They can get it done in like three weeks, but there's a cost and it's like 800 to $1,000, probably like you're around somewhere in that ballpark. And so for me right now, I'm just having to pause on that because that's a big capital up front that I need to put in to then, you know, start to run ads right after that. So that's what I'm debating right now. I know it's worth it. It's just like, okay, so I'm going to, uh, this is, this is so great because you are, your problems that you are experiencing right now, or I should say the decisions that you are wrestling with um, is unfortunately not unique in the world. They are unique yeah. to you right now, but others are. So, th- so first of all, You've got to drop right after this recording. You've got to go on IP Accelerator and uh, you can pull up the ratings of the law firms and go with one that has relatively high rating. Uh, And for anybody listening, uh, I work with one of those. I don't know the company, but I referred so many sellers to them and their response is very quick. So um start there i tell yeah. you the reason why first of all yes the cost is going to be about um probably around three thousand dollars altogether by the time you pay the government fees so because government charges so much for the filing and then they charge but if you hire an attorney yourself it's going to cost about ten thousand plus uh, so with IP Accelerator, it's much, much less because Amazon pre-negotiated the rates. Uh, now, in the old days, old days being about three, four months ago, you you needed the trademark confirmed in order to be invited to brand registry, unless you were going through IP Accelerator. Then you would get an invite once the application was launched. They changed that now. So you can use your own attorney if you want, Uh, as long as you have a serial number for your application, where you can go to uspto.gov and pull up with that serial number, your application, you can apply to be on brand register. But going through IP Accelerator will accelerate that process even faster. So, uh, and it will be much cheaper. Uh, I would recommend that. So within a few weeks, Usually in about 10 days, you'll get your brand registry in mind. Here is the first thing I want you to do. And this is the reason why I want you to go for brand registry immediately. Go to, as soon as you get the in mind, brands section will open up in your seller center. In brand section, go to programs. They have a whole page about so many programs immediately apply for attribution 
and apply for a brand referral bonus program, which works with attribution. Are you familiar with those two programs? No. Can you tell me more? Okay. Attribution program enables you to generate tags for your ads or links running outside Amazon. Oh, wow. Okay. So now here is the deal. If you have an email marketing campaign, you generate tags for that campaign, and then you incorporate those tags in your links, in your email, you will be able to go to your reporting and see how many impressions that email received, how many clicks, and how many sales you generated from that email. Mm. That's what attribution will do. But as they say in infomercials, wait, there is more. <laughs> <laughs> now, think about all the sales you generated outside Amazon. Mm -hmm. If you use the attribution tax, combine all the sales, gross sales you generated by driving external traffic to Amazon, you will receive 10% of it back from Amazon as a rebate because Amazon wants sellers to bring traffic that is not already on Amazon. And that's what you oh are doing. Gosh. And wow. they reward you for it 10%. So if you generate $50,000, you're going to get $5,000 back. What are you doing? Nickeling and diming brand registry. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. That's all. That's in, that's in with the attribution program too. So that that's a no-brainer that you need to do that because it's a no-brainer. You know what's going to happen when you go to your attribution uh, Amazon attribution report? You are going to see tag by tag how much you generated and what your referral bonus is right there, real time. So you've got to do this. There is no question. Go, borrow, steal, whatever you do. Find the money and then get on brand registry and then apply for Amazon attribution, apply for brand reg uh, brand referral bonus. There is no approval. I mean, it will say we will review, but you get approval very quickly. So do that and immediately generate the tags and then incorporate into every single social media posting you have out there, okay? And create separate ones. So every time you do it, create one for TikTok, one for Facebook, one for Instagram, one for email, one for website. What you creates because you're going to be able to now track exactly what is coming from where. I love that. So this... To me, is the biggest game changer yeah. in terms of brand registry and justifies the cost. The second thing is, of course, capability to upload videos. So some of those uh, videos you have, mm -hmm. you can upload. Now, we'll discuss separately the pictures and videos, but unless you are on brand registry, you cannot upload videos. 
So that's the second. And of course, the third is A plus content. You've got to have A plus content because people want to know who you are. And frankly, it's no longer that you need to have A plus, but you've got to have a real good A plus content. Mm -hmm. So now there is something that Amazon released a couple of months ago. They used to charge $250,000 to vendor central people to have what they call uh, premium A plus content. Now they made that available to sellers for free. So you can not only create A plus content, but you can create premium A plus, but you need to qualify for it. And in order to qualify, you need to have, I believe, 15 unique A-plus content pages first. So you've got a long way to go, uh, nor you need the premium right now. But the point is, now you're going to have sellers using premium A-plus. And what are you doing with no A-plus content in the first place? Yeah, yeah. So you've got to get into that. Uh, so those are the things I can immediately, like, you know, shower you with that yeah. you've got to do. And with being on brand registry is key. Yeah. Yeah, it starts there. And how does the brand referral bonus work? Just curious there. Well, it, it's very simple. You, you create the attribution tags, mm -hmm. you incorporate into your links, and then when somebody clicks on those links and then comes to your listing, and makes a purchase, the report will show okay. so many clicks, so many purchased. And whatever the percentage is, it's calculated, and that gets offset against your bi-weekly settlement report. So yeah. you're going to see it as a credit added to your settlement report. Yeah. I guess so then beyond... Um... I totally will. I will find the money to to get the brand to get the, <laughs> the IP uh, accelerator and the trademark. Um, I guess next beyond that, uh, where where would you give your advice? Okay, so I will share. You you shared your experience. Ironically, uh, right around the time, a little bit later uh, that than, than you launched, I launched a client. So uh, we, in fact, we went live on December 3rd. So what I would recommend is another reason why you should be on brand registries. There is a program called Vine Program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I, I'm familiar with this from the idea that it is. You, they, you enroll your product and then it pays basically the first people to buy it to to review the product right it's an incentive for them to review it so yes. you get those first five star reviews yes it has a cost like uh i'm not sure 150 or 200 dollars, one or the yeah. other and that is the cost of receiving 30 reviews which is so a game changer amazon will do that now one thing that is not spelt out is you're going to get $0 when people make the, you, you'll see orders coming in mm. and there will be no charge for it. So it will be free, uh, but you are, you're buying reviews. You have to look at it that way. 
So sharing some numbers with you, today is January 10th, as we are recording this. Five weeks after we launched, um, we are, for a brand new listing, we have 16 reviews as of today, most of which, uh, in fact, out of 16, 14 are five-star, one is four, one is three-star. So all, all of them, in fact, one, maybe two of them are organic. The rest came from Vine. Mm. Okay. So that's another one that I would recommend. Um, you mentioned pictures. Yeah. When we launched, we launched in a rush because we wanted to catch the shopping season. It was a product for kids. And, and so therefore, time was of the essence. So we had to make a judgment call. We launched with no video and no A-plus pages. But we did very serious work on keyword, and we had great bullets, and we had spectacular pictures. And, and we launched with PPC. So typically what I always recommend is in your first month, expect to spend a dollar in advertising and expect a dollar in revenue. That should be your expectation. So, and expect one, two, three percent conversion rate on the listing because you have no reviews, no nothing. You're not going to really, a lot of people will hit the listing, but they won't buy. Yeah. So, with those pictures and with the research and the campaign uh, that we ran, We've achieved about nine to ten percent conversion and one point three dollars for every dollar spent. And this is our first month, and we are already getting organic. And we had no social media, no no real nothing. Um, and we were averaging, averaging right from the get-go, 15 orders per day. Wow. This is the power of the pictures and the campaign. And yeah, you said you're you're saying PPC and pictures is how this was is this story. That's it. Yeah. And the and vine I mean it's it's not just one thing. Right. But I vine cannot because either. pictures close the deal. See, yeah. pictures close the deal. So absolutely do not make the pictures yourself. Yeah. Because it's not only the photos, but there is a story behind the pictures. You have to, it's, you know, the way I can put it to you is building your Amazon pictures is like making a movie. You have mm -hmm. to tell a story. So you have to create your storyboard of what will be in the pictures. And then you have to put people in the picture. Yeah. That's what we not the product. Amazon. Yeah. And you have to have a lot of uh, Adobe work to turn them into infographics and others. So um, we can dig further in, but the most meaningful way I can tell you the value of pictures is people, when they come to Amazon, 
Amazon buyers are not looking for products or looking at the pictures of products. They are looking for items that they can see themselves in the picture using it or advocating for it. That's what you have to have in the picture. So that's why having human elements are key in the picture. I had one guest who was the owner of a digital marketing agency, and he told me something that was mind-blowing. This seller was selling toys, and they had a sword for kids. So what they did, they had the pictures of a sword. And what they did was they replaced the picture with a hand holding the sword. Conversion rate went through the roof. I believe it. You've got to put people in the pictures. Yeah. The lifestyle images sell more than just the the product photo. Exactly. People need to be able to see themselves using it. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Uh, What is your conversion rate? I think it's somewhere around the, what you what you said it would be expected, like one two percent, something terrible. Are you where, are you tracking it? Um, I was looking at it for when I when I briefly ran the paid ads. I ran fifty dollars in paid ads last month just to kind of get the get some data around cost per click and see what keywords were drive were were getting clicks. Um, but then when I saw the conversion on it not being good, it was like one, the conversion was not good. It was one sale after $50 spent. So I was, that's why I shut it down. And I think the rest, yeah, I, I should know it off the top of my head. But you're talking about your advertising, right? Yeah. I'm talking about your right, listing the whole list. It, yeah. it, it would probably be like 5 to 5% maybe, okay. I think. You need to be tracking it daily. Yeah. Because what need you, you need to be tracking for everybody listening, what you need to track is go to business reports, download it every day, every day, and then you have to create an Excel file and then put it in your file. What you need to do is track it daily and then record the events. For example, if you change the picture today, don't first of all, don't go changing all five pictures. Change one picture, track your conversion. Change another picture, track your conversion, see what's happened. Add a video, track your conversion. Add the A+. So that's why things take time in startups because the right way to do it takes time because you don't change too many things at the same time. So you've got to be changing your conversion rate. And it becomes a little bit of a laborious thing. Um, So... Uh, for anybody who goes to argometrics.com, look up seller intelligence platform. We've got a platform that will give you that, visualize it uh, and report real time. But uh, you've got to track that, uh, not your advertising. This is your ultimate listing because whether it's advertising, social media, you name it, they all come to the same place. You want to know how that page is performing. So you want to make the tweaks as you go along. Yeah. No, I I think that's great. I think for me now focusing I actually going to invest first in the pictures and getting that up to par 
and then getting the brand registered with the trademark stuff just kind of hearing how you went through your story there yeah um, i would love to hear too about your kind of your thoughts on ppc and and how to how to kind of attack that so the ppc is is a whole different animal yeah what you need to do is the most important thing with ppc is it is, needs to be streamlined with your content so if you are advertising for so first of all you need to have about 10 12 keywords that you ought to be targeting and those 10 12 keywords need to be part of your content and also part of your ppc campaign so that's the fundamental approach so think about this. So let's say that you've seen, uh, you know, everybody at this point, I don't think there's anybody left in the world who hasn't heard of Top Gun 2, right? So Top Gun, so, yeah, right. so a Top Gun movie is being advertised all over. So you see the ad. Okay, well, how would you like it if you went to the movie theater and it didn't show Top Gun anywhere, but it was playing inside, but it didn't show anywhere. It had all the other movies. It wouldn't look right. So you would think, oh, you are in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. So that's the same philosophy. Whatever keywords that those top keywords that you're targeting, which would have come from your research, building your listing and everything else, that has to be the cornerstone of your PPC. And then you have, and those need to be, again, researched thoroughly with the bids and everything. Yeah. And those are the ones where you can apply the exact match because you want to dominate those. Uh, and also creating the long tail keywords. Mm -hmm. So long tail keywords, they would be exact match because it's much harder. It would be much cheaper. So that way you can build up your arsenal of uh, keyword pool. Uh, and then I also like the uh, auto match, you know, where you let Amazon find keywords for you. And based on which one is uh, getting the most traction, you can say, oh, because you, you cannot figure these things out all by yourself through research. You let yeah. Amazon bring you these keywords and then anything that's getting traction, you simply go to uh, add them to your content. I, I, I like that approach of, you've got them in two separate buckets your long tail keywords which i'm just thinking about maybe for everyone listening that would be something like digital waterproof sports watch for men that would be like an exact keyword i want put in because it's just so long it's long tail like you said um but then run another campaign where it's it's auto matched let amazon pick the keywords for you right and just kind of yeah and i guess to take it back a further step how do you uh, come up with what those right keywords are? I, I know different approaches exist and there's a lot of different softwares out there and you can kind of look at search volume and there's just a different ways to look at, but I'm curious what your perspective is. Well, I, I, I have nine different ways I collect yeah. keywords. So first of all, it's arbitrary. So you come up with it. You say, okay, what, what, are, the, what are some keywords that you feel? And then you go do your uh, research on what the stats are on those keywords. So they go in the in the keyword pool. Uh, but the easiest methodology that I would recommend is uh, I use Helium 10. 
So okay, I was going to say helium ten, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody, and also anybody who goes to uh, argometrics.com, uh, helium ten is a strategic partner to us, and then we have coupon codes. You can you can get a coupon to get a discount on the helium 10 subscription, but I would highly recommend helium 10. And uh, what you do is you go to helium 10 and then you plug in your keyword in magnet. So magnet, but one keyword you plug in and magnet will give you back alternatives. So in other words, people who use that keyword also use the following. You may find keywords in spanish yeah because they i mean you don't mind sale is a sale doesn't matter you know what the language is so well, you take those keywords and then you go to amazon and you plug in those keywords when you plug in those keywords you then get amazon on the amazon page you have the helium 10 browser extension in the browser extension select x-ray while you are on that page so now what you've done is you picked up keywords uh, one keyword at a time and then plugged into amazon search up came a bunch of listings clicked on x-ray browser extension and then once that page comes up it's going to show you all the stats for all those listings that appear on that page, sort by total unit sales. Because don't look at the ordering when X-ray comes up right away. Uh, sort by total unit sales. And the highest one right at the top is the ASIN that you want to target. That's the ASIN. So that ASIN is who you want to be when you grow up. Of course, it's the relevant ASIN. Like, for example, you in your case, digital sport, uh, sports watch. So you search digital sports watch, ASINs come up, and then maybe top unit sales, maybe the seller that's selling a band for digital sports. That's not relevant to you. You look at the next one and the next one. So the top selling relevant ASIN, number of unit sales, that's who you want. Now take that ASIN, and then log into Helium 10 portal, go to Cerebro, and plug in that ASIN. That will give you the thousands of keywords that ASIN has done a good job getting indexed for. So at that point, you have two choices. You can use all the filters in Cerebro to find which keywords you want, because you're not going to go after thousands of them. You just want 10, 12. So that will narrow it down, narrow it down, narrow it down. And the filters you use are the number of searches, search volume. You want a maximum of no more than 10,000, 5,000 or so better, uh, because anything that's getting 50,000, 100,000 searches, you're never going to compete. It's going to be very hard. You want five to 10,000 at most, uh, a minimum of maybe 300 searches between 300 to uh, 10,000. And then you can narrow it down further. Another one is um, 
I forget now uh, by heart. There's several filters there. Number of search on a number of competing products. Yeah. So how many other listings are competing for that search? Uh, I would like it to be around 300. So so now you are honing in on which keywords will be the highest value for you. Uh, there are several others. Um, several others. There are many videos in Helium 10 on Cerebro page. Watch those. Very useful. Uh, now, Helium 10 also brought out a new function that is nothing really rocket science, but they simplified things. Right there on the Cerebro page, there are two links. It says top keywords and opportunity keywords. Top keywords are keywords where they are getting the most sales. Opportunity keywords are keywords that that particular listing is not actually doing a good job getting ranked for. So you can go after those. So when you click those, it will automatically pre-populate those filters for you. Okay. Gotcha. So, so that's one way. So this is with one ASIN. However, what you can do, and this is where you're going to get Cerebro to give you more value, is when you plug that ASIN in, in Cerebro, you have two options. One is get keywords. The other is get competitors. So what you do is you click get competitors and it will give you like uh, 20 on that page. Just look at those, which ones are relevant to you. And then at that point, you can add nine more to Cerebro. So now you can have all kinds of ways to extract keywords where you can say, okay, out of these nine, out of these 10 ASINs, which keywords are used by all of them? You want those because clearly those keywords are attracting a lot of business. So they all got indexed. So you also should be indexed, but at the same time, you want to be cautious because they, if they're all bidding on it, now you've got, you are also in the mix and you, you're not going to fight against them. So uh, you just need to be careful. And then the opportunity keywords is even more valuable because now you can say, oh, okay, out of these 10 ASINs, what are the keywords that they are all doing very poorly with that I can go in and capture myself? Mm -hmm. This is a lifelong learning thing. Yeah. Uh, and it changes all the time. But I would recommend watching the videos on Cerebro. Yeah. And uh, it's one of my favorite tools. That's where we start. Like I said, there's like several others. I say go to Amazon bestsellers list. It will give you 100 products per category. And you can drill down categories. So if you go to amazon.com forward slash GP forward slash bestsellers, it's going to give you the whole category structure. And you can click tier two, tier three, tier four, go all the way down. What I like to do is go deep and there you get 100 products. And that way you now know those are the top ones. And then you just look at those. Those Take those ASINs, plug into Cerebro and analyze. Another set, another set, another set. 
And then ultimately you end up with 10, 12 that you know you're going to target with yeah. your PPC, with your content, everything. That's brilliant. Yeah, and this is all so worth worth it because once you get the one of these listings at scale, as you know, it's just such a, a virtuous thing. It can, it's a lifelong learning, but it can also be a lifelong business for you. And it's, it, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, I mean, the, the reality is fundamentals don't change, but Amazon releases new things. Uh, all the time. Now, there is another thing for you. Now, here is even more powerful. If you are on brand registry and you go to what they call brand analytics, they will have what they call search query performance. This is a new report, about two months old, maybe. Um, what search query performance does is it tells you keyword by keyword how many times you appeared, how many times people clicked on it. So therefore you, you see your click-through rate, which is, you know, I always say there are two magic bullets for success on Amazon. Number one is increase your click-through rate. So if you find keywords where more and more people are clicking, that's a success because more you're bringing more people to your product page. So it shows you your click-through rate. Then that means that so many people landed on your product page. Then it shows how many people who landed on your product page added the product to cart. And then out of those, how many people ended up buying? Wow. It's so powerful. You can see keyword by keyword. So what you do is as soon as you have that data, you then turn around and plug that into your PPC. If you see you want to do uh, three things from that information. Number one, how do I improve my click-through rate? You look at the data and then you see more of those similar keywords so that you can keep and then get rid of other keywords that really not getting you any click-throughs. Second is those that are clicking through to your page, what is the percentage buying? That means, you know, if you bring 100 people, only three, four of them are buying, that means your content sucks. You need to change it. Mm -hmm. So you're bringing people and you're bleeding on sales. So, uh, so take action there to improve your conversion rate, which is my second magic bullet. Um, and the third thing you do is take those keywords that do well, you know, click through well, convert well, plug them back into your PPC campaign uh, so that you can dominate. So pretty yeah. much anything that is receiving attention on those keywords, you end up dominating the market. I love that. I think I, I, I know I have a lot of things to work on. I also feel like I learned a ton. Are there other things that come to mind, Nick, uh, as a new seller? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, there, there is, uh, okay, I'm going to leave you with this. Um, everybody wants to sell at the beginning. Yeah. Success in online sales has nothing to do with your sales. It's an inventory play. Because no matter how good you are with your click-through rates, your PPC campaigns, and your social media and everything, if you run out of inventory, 
you're done. So you cannot afford to run out of inventory. So just so you know, if you run out of inventory, it takes you two months to get back to where you are today before running out of inventory. So you don't ever want to run out of inventory. So therefore, you need to track your inventory. You need to have in your books the inventory at Amazon, inventory in your home base, whether it's a 3PL or garage or whatever, an inventory that is on a PO in the pipeline. And therefore, inventory you need for the next three months or so. So you've got to be tracking these numbers all the time so that you keep replenishing. You don't want to send the whole container load, nor that Amazon would accept it anyway, because they have quantity limits. But nevertheless, you don't want too much inventory because that will hurt your score and it will end up costing you more in storage. So you want to feed Amazon slowly based on your uh, daily sell-through rate. Uh, but you've got to track inventory at Amazon, inventory in home base, inventory on a PO, and therefore inventory you need to cover the next three months whatever, based on your lead time. Uh, so final thing, this is goal. Always track the amount of inventory you carrying at any point in time as dollars. In other words, how much inventory do you have today? I have 5,000 people. How much is that worth? 50,000. So what is your average inventory? Track that all the time. And then compare that against the net profit. When I say net profit, net profit that you take home, put in your pocket out of all your expenses, net profit per month. This is the number you want to track. What is the ratio of your net profit divided by average inventory value? So I'm going to give you this little scenario. And this is where you will always be either smiling or struggling. And this has nothing to do with sales. Yeah. Imagine you're doing $100,000 a month in sales, okay? If you are doing a good job with your margins, that, that amount of sales will need $30,000 in inventory, three to one ratio, okay? So in order to sell $30,000 worth of inventory every month, you need to have $30,000 worth of inventory in stock at Amazon, otherwise you won't make the sale, right? Right. So, and there is a lead time. So it's reasonable to assume that you're going to carry three months of inventory at all times. So that's 90 grand. If you're doing a great job with your margins and you are netting 10% every month in your pocket, mm -hmm. after all expenses, on $100,000, you're putting 10 grand in your pocket. Well, guess what? For nine months, your earnings will just finance the inventory. Yeah. No money for nine months. That's what it means. 
even if you're making 10 grand a month, you in order to finance the inventory. So if the margins shrink, if you offer discounts, if things don't go right, if your net bottom line drops below 10%, and you're in, and in the meantime, in order to fuel sales, you're not tracking your inventory, you're not tracking all these things. You keep buying, you keep buying, yeah. your inventory will balloon and your net margin will shrink and your cash requirement will start to strangulate the business. And that's when you say, I can't do this anymore. I have no money. I have to place another order and I have to pay, make down payment. I just don't have any money. And in the yeah. meantime, you've got so much inventory. So this is what I call return on inventory. Net profit divided by average inventory value. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Nick, for having me on Amazon Legends. I feel like I learned so much about how to be a seller today. And I hope everyone listening also uh, got some stuff they can take away from it too. Well, you're not alone. Everybody is doing the same when they start. But um, uh, this is, uh, I appreciate your effort and thank you for the kind words. And uh, But keep doing what you're doing. There's definitely a learning curve, but that's where the fun is. So before yeah, I check in with me on, in 12 months too, when I when no, see how no, sales no, are there. No, 12 months. No, no, no. Yeah, I'd like to stay close. So what I want to learn is give us your beginning. So where did you grow up and how you got to where you are today? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. I was a small town. It was called Granville. It was a college town. If you've heard of Denison University. And it was there for pretty much like all 18 years. I was a good student and, uh, you know, lucky enough to go to Northwestern University in Chicago and had an awesome time there. I learned a lot, studied economics. And then afterwards, uh, well, kind of while I was there, you know, a talented classmate of mine wanted to start a watch company. And I said, what the heck? Sounds fun. And uh, worked at Price Waterhouse Coopers immediately after graduating. Uh, and then kind of that same buddy of mine was like, hey, I'm going to go to China to meet the manufacturer. You're still about this watch company. And I was and I took a trip to China. And when I when I just saw that and experienced that, I said, this is what I want to do with my life. I kind of I want where did the watch idea come from? Why it was watch? I think it was sort of within the, the, the watch market. We, we saw Apple Watch as sort of this dominant competitor. But within digital watches, we didn't think anything else was cool. Uh, there were like things that I think there are a lot of great analog watches, but I think we thought millennials and Gen Z coming up would just want digital watches, something fun, affordable, casual, and versatile. So that was kind of what led our design inspiration. Even our designers who were like Cal Northwestern graduate students when they were making it and they were looking for analogs and like, excuse me, similar kind of companies in the watch space, they're like, doesn't exist but so this that, is something was, you wanted to create as a product is that it yeah exactly but why why i i wanna uh, oh even even be, like i love the, i love the uh the economics of it and the margins of it too um i like watches and i'm athletic and i didn't want something that would like track everything or send me notifications or be extremely high tech like an apple watch uh, i just wanted something that 
I didn't need to charge. Uh, that guy could go like swimming and go for a run and wear. Well, uh, growing up, were watches a big deal at home? No, no. I think my I think it was like my grandfather was a a successful businessman. He had a company and he sold it. Uh, and just being around him a lot and kind of hearing his stories about owning a business and that really inspired me. And so I kind of went. I was on. I was the head of the entrepreneurship club at Northwestern. Like I was determined to uh to to start the uh to start a business in college and that was kind of what led so your brand is he is he is he alive today yeah i was just with him last week oh cool so the uh he must feel proud no oh absolutely yeah well, yeah that my, my my grandfather was also an inspiration for me uh, uh, but so i i totally understand that the bond uh, so do you actually consult with him? And does he give you advice? I do. Yeah, he does give me advice. Uh, he he's he's been great about. It. But at the same time, you know, it's such a different product than anything he's used to selling now. So uh, plus Amazon, you know, selling online must be totally different. Internet sales to him is a different is a foreign language. So I think he loves the the idea of it and that he likes that he can see the product and visualize it and understand maybe the economics behind it. But in terms of how I tell him that we're getting sales, it gets lost. So uh, you started in a in Price Waterhouse Cooper, and mm -hmm. then go to work in an aggregator and now you're selling so well is was that trajectory a plan or did just life throw you at things life threw me at things and it was it was sort of planned out um that i wanted to to kind of be able to 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 make money independently that was kind of always my my ambition and goal and so uh i wanted to learn as much as possible and i'm also always pragmatic about how i need to support myself whether through jobs and stuff in order to kind of make my side hustles be able to fully support myself one day it was just in my dream so give us your contact information uh, yeah be probably the uh best way to get in contact with me is, is just on linkedin or or instagram it's uh at michael underscore thomas underscore white uh, and then I think my LinkedIn is is Mike White. So those are probably the two best places to reach me. Um, okay. Yeah. Thank you so All much right. for having me on, Nick. All right. Thank you. So uh, we're going to have to let the entrepreneur go back to work. So yeah. uh, that's <laughs> the end of another episode. And I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Be sure and subscribe, rate, and review our show. And be sure and share an episode with a friend. And thank you so much for being with us today. We'll see you next week here on Amazon Legends.